Swim check one, two. Bike check one, two. Run check one, two. I think we're ready. Let's try this. Welcome to the Try Beginner's Luck podcast, a podcast where we explore the sport of triathlon from a variety of perspectives to help beginner triathletes on their journey. I am your host, Nashonda Shines. Welcome to another edition of Try Beginner's Luck. Yes, it's Women's History Month, and I have a strong woman with me on today. This is a woman where if it's not created, I'm going to create it type of person. Like she is not going to let anything stop her. I love during the pandemic how she raised money so that she could further the cause of the sport of triathlon and create a book. That's technically for her nieces, but now we all get to enjoy because we are, because she is, I am a triathlete, the author, none other than Miss Nia Aboate. Hey, Nia. Hey, everybody. Hey, Mashonda. It is Mashonda, right? It is. <laughs> It is. We have these awesome names uh, that sometimes can be hard to pronounce. And so I don't know about you, but I get excited when people pronounce my name correctly and you did pronounce it correctly. So thank you so much. Let's jump right into it, Nia. How did you come across this beautiful sport of triathlon? So I was already in a group called Black Girls Run. And I had started running with them, became a run captain and started encouraging other ladies to run, you know, doing a, starting with a 5k, doing the half and going, just, you know, just accomplishing some runs as I was with that group. And one of the ladies in the group, one morning that I was being a run captain had indicated that she was training for a triathlon. And when she told me that I was like, wait, you got to swim, bike and run all together. um she told me that and I I really didn't take it seriously and then I got home and I took a look at it and I was like "Hmm." you know those wheels of challenge in my head start to roll and once I took a look at the one that she was talking about it was really made for beginners and so in 2013 I signed up for my first triathlon which was August of that year so trying to make sure I was ready for that sprint triathlon um it was a little bit of a challenge mostly mental than anything else also just increasing my skills in different areas that I wasn't very strong in okay so thank God for that person who planted a seed telling some hey this is what I'm about to do and piqued your curiosity and so you do your first triathlon what's the name of that triathlon that's for beginners because there may be some beginners in your area because you're in the north the midwest right um, I'm in Wisconsin and okay. the try I've been doing now since 2013 is called Iron Girl. It started with the Dan Skin Series. And at one point they had them all over the United States. Um, this one now that's in Pleasant Prairie has continued since then. Um, so that's the one that I do. It's, the, it's definitely a sprint. Um, so just for people to know, um, but it is really made for beginners and for those um, new to the sport to get in all shapes, sizes, ages. I love to see those 70 year olds out there on the course and they, and the day before they usually have an event for the younger girls as well, or younger kids. Um, so yeah, that's good. Okay. So you also mentioned working on the legs that you weren't necessarily good at. 
So you mean to tell me you came into this sport not knowing how to swim, bike, and run? Um, at the time, I had started, I had also started um, with a local group called Black Girls Do Bike. So I was also getting into biking. So I had bought a $40 bike from Goodwill. And it cost me 60 bucks to get it tuned. So it cost me more money to get my bike tuned than the bike itself. And it was a big, heavy mountain bike. And that's what I was biking on. And um, the swim part was definitely a challenge. So I knew that it was a half a mile swim. And so I start looking at YouTube videos and I start... tapping my friends who knew how to swim and say, hey, why don't you just come to the pool with me and, you know, see how my skills are and stuff. And so um, at the time I could only float on my back and I just practiced that in the pool because that was what I was comfortable with. And when I say float, I mean float. I'm not back stroking. (laughs) So I just practiced floating on my back for uh, a little bit over a half a mile just in case I veered off course. And so that, that once I knew that I could do that distance, I was like, all right, game day, let's, let's see, let's put this to work. (laughs) So hold on, let me make sure I understand this correctly. You did your first sprint triathlon on your back, not even backstroking, just like a black, a black float. Back float. Yes. Back float. Yes, ma'am. Wow. Yes. And in fact, that that race had um, swim angels and those were people that would stand on different landings um, and they would come and help you and assist you if they thought that you needed help. And so one swim angel saw me struggling because what was happening is I was on my back and as people were getting into the water, um, there was a wave that would come and I could see this wave, you know, imagine on your back and you could see this wave of cold coming of water coming towards you. And then also you had people who were swimming towards me that I could see who, you know, they were aggressively s- swimming towards me and it just made me nervous. And so this swim angel came to me. It's like, do you need some help? You want this, you know, you want to, you know, touch my boat or whatever. And I was like, no, you know, I, I, it's just, you know, if you swam behind me, that would be great. And so she swam behind me while I back <laughs> was on my back floating um, towards the, towards the other side. And that helped me because then I didn't, I, I wasn't concerned with somebody swimming over me and the waves weren't as bad and I didn't focus on that. And she just kind of, until I got to the shore, there she was. And so once I finished that first year, I was like, wait, I'm determined to change that. I'm determined to get my face in the water (laughs) and improve my, and and improve my swim, you know, my swimming. Cause I definitely wasn't really swimming, but um, so the next year I took some swim lessons and face in the water a little, bit better (laughs) I got across the next year and so here I am eight years nine years later 2022 um rocket it you know um because I really enjoy the sport child you are my shiro okay like that's one of them old grandma child you are doing it you have done it because that would have made me like to swim on my back what and you know so many people get deterred because they can't swim And for you, you were like, hey, they didn't say we couldn't swim on our backs. You just figured out another way. And I appreciate that because I don't recall anybody who can, who has floated on their backs for an entire race. You're the first person I've met. Halfway, half of mine. Yep. And I might flip over a little bit, just the spot to make sure that I was going. But most of the time I was uh, the whole 
the whole time, really, I was on my back. And a lot of that, too, was um, prior to the race, um, they allowed you to come down to the lake to practice. And I remember getting in that water the first time. Um, and if you have not, if you've only been a person that swam in a pool and haven't spent a lot of time at a lake, there are uh, seaweeds and, and things in that water. You cannot see the bottom of it. And so putting my face in the water, that really freaked me. <laughs> girl that first time I went down to that practice and then you don't see anyone that looks like you you know so I'm the I'm the only African-American and then everyone's jumping in this lake like it was you know nothing and so that first practice for me was really challenging it was really a mental challenge for me because I knew in the pool I could swim I could do on my back a half a half of a mile so you know, the, uh, the rest was mental. So once I did some practices in the water and kind of got at least used to the lake, then it was on. It was like, all right, we just, we're going to do what we can. We're going to, we're going to do what's comfortable for me to make it to the finish line. Yes, ma'am. I love it. I love it. You found your finish line by any means necessary. So let's talk about the bike. You are on this mountain bike for the first time. You paid $40 for it. How was your first biking experience? It actually was not bad. The biking itself, um, this race, once again, for beginners, it's mostly flat at one hill. You know, well, it had one hill you went up, you turned around and you went back up and down it. And so um, even the bike itself, 12 miles wasn't too bad at all. And it wasn't until probably my second or third year when I was encouraging other ladies to come out with me and they came out with their nice road bikes and I was you know, giving them the lay of the land, like, all right, you ladies, you can do this too. And they brought their road bikes and we did a practice. We did a practice out on their bikes with my mountain bikes. And I was like, oh no, <laughs> oh no, <laughs> we're wow. going to need a, up. <laughs> I didn't even realize, uh, just to be honest, I didn't even realize um, how much, how heavy that bike was and how it was slowing slowing me down because of the, the weight of it. And so once I got that road bike, I could see improvements instantly in my cycling time. Wow. What I hear is that you kind of figured things out on your own and there was no one really there to kind of guide you along the way, whether that's by choice, you know, because I don't know if there's triathlon groups in the area or not, but it just still seemed like even in 2013, there was still a lack of information that you just didn't have, but you figured it out the best way you could. And the fact that you kept that bike and kept racing on that bike two years later, again, my shiro. <laughs> totally and one of the things as I started to go year after year, I kept saying, I didn't want any ladies that uh, that I knew that was going through this process to feel like they're alone. So many of the ladies, you know, I don't consider myself a coach. I definitely consider myself a, a cheerleader. But, you know, I definitely have started to pass on the wisdom and the knowledge that I learned. And the book that I wrote was my way of encouraging ladies outside of my circle. So in my circle, you know, I can encourage them, right? And give them this, you know, idea that they can do it. Well, I wanted to reach more people. What better way to, than to do a book, you know, to do that? And so 
for me, that was my way to tell people, you know, a person of color, you're not alone in this journey, although it may look like it when you go to the starting line, or even when you're practicing, you're the only one in the pool, or you're the only one out on your bike, um, you're not alone. So yeah. <laughs> I absolutely love it. So speaking of your book, let's segue into the book. Um, you come up with this idea and you decide that you want to write a book because I think you were saying that your nieces, you know, you wanted to be able to talk to your nieces. And a few minutes ago, you just mentioned you wanted other women to be able to help other people. So tell me when was that, that moment that just clicked that says, no, I'm writing this book and I'm going to get it done by any means necessary in a pandemic and raise money for it. Yeah. So, you know, when people often, you know, inquire, you know, why write the book, what, you know, what started it all. It, and it wasn't just one reason, right? So, you know, already I had been encouraging like, within my circle, you guys can do it. I know if I can do it, you can do it. You know, one of my friends and just like, I had put it out, friends now, but I didn't even know her. I put it out on the Black Girls Do, do Run page, say, hey, I'm doing this triathlon in two weeks, three weeks you know, um, come, you know, I just putting that information out there. And she was like, what a triathlon, what do you need to do in three weeks? Cause she was already a swimmer, biker and runner. And, and then within that three weeks or two weeks time, she had signed up for the race and did it. So there are ladies out there that, um, have the skill to do it, but just, you know, need someone out there to encourage them, to um, show them that it is possible. So that was one reason, encouraging out of my circle. But when, um, and as part of that encouragement, I, you know, I have a niece who um, is a great swimmer. She'd already been biking with me and so forth. And so I thought, if my niece um, entered this race, she would podium, you know, that she, she would do really well. I just really felt that she would. And so um, at the time, you know, she was kind of young, but when I looked out there and started to, so I wanted to encourage her. So part of, you know, getting a gift or something to encourage her, I went out there and I just didn't see anything. I'm like, where are the people of color showing them you know, doing this sport, you know, where are the kids, you know, if we're talking about children of color, you know, where are they, you know, I'm looking for illustrations, I'm looking for books, I'm just looking for pictures of kids, you know, do kids of color that she, that I can encourage her with, and I just didn't see it. And so then, um, part of that was like, all right, well, you know, maybe I need to write something to encourage her, the thought entered my head. And as part of my research of just researching the statistics on children's books, man, let me tell you, Shonda, I was like, mm -mm, this is, this is not good. You know, the representation, meaning characters of color in children's books, the statistics on them, uh, it's, it's almost dismal. It's, it was a little depressing. And, and so that encouraged me even more to be like, wait a second, you know, if our representation is not there, who's going to put it there? <laughs> who's going to do that, you know? And so that those many factors were the results of um, I'm a triathlete. Yes, you are. You are a triathlete. <laughs> I love that title, you know, because I am is such a powerful 
way to say who I am. And I am a triathlete. And that resonates with me and so many other triathletes. And this book is just so perfect. So let's talk about your journey there. How hard was it for you? Because if we can put this journey to learning how to swim, riding a bike, learning how to swim, I'm sure there were some similarities and some cross, you know, some cross-referencing you could do. So when you were trying to write the book and to raise money, how hard was that for you? So I think it was really a challenge of putting something that you birthed out to the world and seeing if people were interested in the content. So when I wrote the book, it was really my way of saying, all right, I'm going to encourage my niece at anything. My family, my immediate friends might get a copy of this book. Um, I was not thinking uh, website, Amazon, Target, Barnes and Noble, all these, you know, international bookstores now have I am a triathlete. I wasn't thinking of that. I was just thinking, how can I encourage my niece? How can I encourage outside of my circle? And then the circumstances that presented itself was that, um, you know, one of the persons that I was working with and getting the book developed you know, it just didn't work out. And I had this content that I wanted to submit to the world. And what better proof of concept is, you know, a crowdsource, you know, all right, let's, if people are interested in this content, let's find out. So that's what started the Kickstarter. And I was going to go low with my goal. I was not anticipating, you know, that there was going to be this huge sweltering of, you know, people who were interested. And so my, my initial goal was just to, you know, get like a $3,000 or so was the, my initial goal. And one of my friends was like, no, you're going to get way more than that. You're going to get way more than that. And so our goal was 5,000. And when we reached 16,000, I was just like, wow, you know, that is a proof of concept that people are interested in this content and that you know, there is something here, there is interest here. And so that really, it humbled me, it blew me away, you know, to have that support. And some of the first supporters were triathletes. You know, I had, you know, Khadija Diggs reached out to me. It was just like, yeah, you know, just a, supporting um, another Black triathlete as I was putting this information out and even on Black Triathlete Association, they they you know put the book out there, and as fellow triathletes were supporting me in this journey, I was just like, oh my goodness, <laughs> you know. And I was like, has anybody seen anything like this before? And, and and of course not. I couldn't find it in others. It just hadn't existed. And, and the thought that here we are in 2022, you know, um, or at the time 2020, there wasn't a book that showed a young girl, young man of color swimming, biking and running. There was a dog book that I found that showed, you know, a dog doing a triathlon. And I'm like, wait, the dog got a book? <laughs> no, nothing against dogs, but how the dog got a book and I can't find a book for my niece. Okay, let's, let's whew, bring us back. <laughs> bring us back. Yeah. And so here we are. Wow. So your goal was $5,000. You ended up getting $16,000. That sounds like that exceedingly abundantly above anything you can ask or think kind of blessing right there. And that just, wow. I'm, I'm just, just so excited that you took your vision and you ran with it. 
And I think that's important for us to do as we especially want to continue to get the stories out there. We have to create what we want to see. I was talking to um, earlier in this season, Max Fennell, who's a professional triathlete, and he basically created, you know, he sees something that he would create a path. And you're like that too, a change agent, a change agent where you are creating that. And so that's just monumental. And I give you huge, huge kudos. Okay, let's go back to triathlon for a bit because we are still talking to beginners and aficionados and whoever is listening to this amazing podcast. Yep, it is. Um, tell me, what is your favorite leg of the triathlon? So believe it or not, I'm, I'm digging the swim these days. I really, I, I do. I was so funny to me about the swim. It is something that mentally, especially minorities struggle with, right? Of drowning. And, and, and it's not even that they struggle with. It is a statistic for, you know, minorities who drown and so forth. But what I've seen is that once they get in the water and get lessons and get comfortable, you go from zero to 10 very fast when it comes to swimming. You know, once you learn the techniques of getting in the water, of, you know, breathing and so forth, and you, you shed that fear that you had from the water, um, you really are able to progress very quickly. And so it's a matter of, how do we get people to share that fear of something, you know, that really, in some cases, <laughs> you know, really challenges people to, to do it and, and to um, try it? How do we shed that fear? How do we get you comfortable enough that allows you, you know, to at least try and to take a lesson and find someone, you know, and, and now I've been able to find people of color who can teach, you know, you know, as you start to expand and share your information, I'm like, oh my goodness, there are, you know, black swim instructors out here. Yay. You know, so, and that's important because seeing someone else that looks like you, it just encourages you to say, you know, if they can do it, I can do it. And it makes a difference. Yes, it does. And to that point, you found that your sweet spot after swimming on your back, taking your swim lessons and continuing to pursue it. Now you love swimming or it's your favorite leg now you found your sweet spot with sprints. Yes, absolutely. And one of the reasons is I've done marathons. So I, I am a distance person. I can do distance, right? But I'm slow. I'm not very fast at it. I'm still working a full-time job and the train for a marathon and the distance it takes, um, it can be hard on both your body and your schedule. And so, you know, I, kudos to everyone that's able to do it. The sprints it themselves, you know, it, it, it challenges me with all the different sports and every year I'm trying to see how I can improve my time in one or the other. And so I think it's important, you know, for me that I'm looking ways to kind of make those small changes and, you know, make those, you know, different changes. And so doing the sprint allows me to kind of measure that, right? And it, and also with the training, it's not a training that's going to take me, you know, the whole weekend or, you know, um, you know, all week or whatever. I can really plan it and I can really, um, 
I'm able to kind of accomplish my training, you know, very easily within a work week. So that's one of the really benefits I like of the sprints, you know, and then once it's finished, you can go, you know, it's not a full day, right? You know, it's a couple of hours early in the morning and by noon, you're really finished and you can go have pancakes and mimosas with your friends, <laughs> which we do <laughs> hey. to celebrate more sprint triathlon down. Yay. Yes. So in this year, we are planning our goal. Um, some of the ladies' goal is to have 22 ladies for 2022 um, participate in the Iron Girl um, Triathlon in August. Um, 22 ladies and then two young adults, um, if we can. So just upping our numbers of people of color um, to try the sport. Love, love, love that. And that's a cool way to do it. So with each year, do you go up? So like in 2023, would it be 23 ladies and then 24? Hope so. I hope so. I hope so. I do. Last year, you know, with the pandemic, it was hard. The previous year, we had about 12 um, ladies that came out and my mom wants to do it, right? My mom and her friends want to do it. Yeah. And she's in her 60s. And so now that there is a re- there's a relay option, you know, to the triathlon. And that's a really good segue for beginners. Like if there's one part of it that you're struggling with, you know, our goal is to find a way that you can, you know, do a leg that you are strongest in. And look, you know, they do it in the Olympics. They're doing um, triathlon relays in the Olympics. So, hey, you know, let's bring some ladies in. What is your strength? I'm swimming, biking, and running. Let's connect you with some other ladies of color who, you know, want to do some other legs. And my hope is that my mom, who may not be as strong of a swimmer, um, can connect with another grandma who is a strong swimmer. (laughs) And they can do some legs and participate. And once you get people to participate into the event, that gives them the encourages them to continue, you know, like maybe the next year they'll do two legs instead of just one. And maybe, you know, the, the, in the, to the third year, they're ready for the swim, but now, you know, just doing one leg gives them familiar with the race, the course, the people, you know, all of that. And some of that fear and anxiety that comes from doing all three or, you know, hoping to prepare for all three, you know, they can just focus on the one that they're really good at. You already had my heart, (laughs) but now that love affair is just growing deeper and deeper because I love relays. And I think relays are the absolute best way to get your feet wet into this sport, because just being in that atmosphere is electrifying and just technically, let's just really be real. Doing a relay is actually so cool. Even if you are a triathlete and have done all three before, if you want to test the waters and do a longer distance, do a relay. You can figure you can go hard for 56 miles versus doing 56 miles, swimming a mile, and then running 13 miles. You can just do one of the three, or if it's a relay for an Olympic or a relay for um, a sprint. I don't know if they do relays for the iron distance or the full distance, but I would dare to say that that should become a thing too. Um, because I really do just feel like relays are fun, fun, and fun. Okay. I don't want to get on a relay tangent because I know I totally can, but I just feel like relays are truly a good, a great way to be introduced into that sport. And when your mom does it, we'll have to have your mom on because to, to have a 60, year old woman doing it 
at this stage of her life and learning, that's incredible. And that's the power of encouragement and encouraging your service. And as we continue to offer people, show people of color out there doing it, then those people are encouraging others. Those people are encouraging others. And then try, you know, communicating that interest and communicating that, hey, you know what, when you go to Disney World, you walk more (laughs) than three miles. (laughs) When you're on vacation, you know, you do more than three miles. Come on. So I know you could do, you know, three miles in a sprint triathlon. Come on, on the on the on the bad day. <laughs> so right. you know, well, they have you know that are fairly active can from a sprint triathlon and even us, you know, when they can pick a super sprint right that has <laughs> less distance to it. But most people who are active can, you know, the sprint triathlon, the distances are obtainable, you know, compared to Ironman, um, which that's a lot involved, you know, you, you would definitely, definitely need a coach. I definitely need my nutrition in order. I would definitely need to, you know, um, block out my schedule time, you know, and just like I said, my, my speed, I'm just not fast. You know, when it comes to, you know, running a marathon, I'm just not fast. I can do the distance. I could be there out there as long as anybody else. But when it comes to speed, um, I'm not that, that fast. So yeah. So doing this, you don't have to be that fast. You don't have to be. That's true. But I do not want to be out there 24 hours (laughs) doing an iron. That's why the sprints are nice. Like I said, you four usually in four hours, you're done. Uh, We all have a distance that we like, and just know that if you want to, you can, and you don't have to be out there for 24 hours because you already said it. You would have to block out the time and train and do all of the things that you need to do, but it's totally attainable for sure. Well, what speaking of that what is a challenge that you've had to overcome in this sport i want to be clear though i'm not discounting that i won't ever do one (laughs) just not right now (laughs) and here's the deal it doesn't even matter if you never do it the point is you are in this sport you are making pathways and you're here and i want to be clear i think this is okay i don't want to go off on a tangent but i talk to a lot of my friends in this industry and people f- can sometimes feel like if you don't do the iron distance, you aren't a triathlete and that's not the case. And I really want to just stress to all of those who are listening, you don't have to do a long distance to be considered a triathlete. You can do any distance and be considered a triathlete. And for that matter, you can be doing a duathlon and you will still be considered a triathlete, you know, so or a do athlete, but still the point is we got to reframe our mindset around what it means to be a triathlete and what it means to do the distances. The distances in my estimation are just things that help us to challenge us and things that our body likes. Like the thing is your body may like the sprint. Like for me, my body doesn't like that short burst of power and going really fast. I prefer to just, you know, enjoy the race and so Olympics in mid middle distance is a greater advantage for me. But however, I've done the long distance and it was a unique experience. And I think it's there's a place for it all. 
right? There's a place for everybody. And so I just want to just dismantle that notion of I'm not fast. I can't do this. You don't have to be. What you need to have is dedication, determination, perseverance, and a will to want to do it. I agree. Absolutely. I don't need to go off on that tangent though. Oh, I think to hear that, I think they need to understand that. And I encourage people all the time, you know, um, when I started, cause people are always like, you got the fancy bike now. And I'm like, well, when I started on my $40 bike, <laughs> and, you know, it, I, I came with what I could do, what I had, what my skill level was there. And if your heart is to do it and do, do it, you know, don't let things or people or, <laughs> you know, saying that you can't get absolutely. out there and change. Absolutely. Absolutely. I would tell you this. So what, what I found, one of the things that I had to overcome for me um, was really mental. It was mostly mental. It had to do with, you know, one, as we talked about getting into the sport and not seeing anyone that looks like you and just making up your mind that you're going to do it. And that may mean that I had to drive someplace by myself. <laughs> I had to drive to swim by myself. You know, I may have to get my bike out when, you know, my friends were going to have some alcoholic beverages. Um, and so sometimes it, it can seem very lonely in your journey to achieve something. And I just think um, once you do it and you, you put in all of that hard work, accomplishing that, you know, those are some of the things I think are the biggest challenges, you know, of you making that decision and making that path to accomplish it. Yeah, I would have to agree with you on that. And I think that that's important that it can be lonely, but you just have to continue to move forward. With that said, do you perhaps have a coach now? And are you in a triathlon club now? Like what has changed since 2013? Um, I, I do not have a coach now. Um, I, what has changed is that I am, I am on this path to welcome people into the sport. So um, like I said, the goal this year is to have 20, 22 ladies from our, from the Wisconsin community who participate in the Iron Girl Triathlon in August. And my goal is that if I can encourage, you know, one more person to do it, if it's my mom, my mom's friend or whomever, um, or younger kids, you know, if I can encourage them to get out, then, you know, I, that's my goal. You know, that is the reality of, you know, wanting to reach back and do better, <laughs> you know, and make sure that my journey that I went on, that others don't necessarily have to do it. So many of the ladies, I'll go down to the lake with them and say, hey, uh, I've done this lake. Here's what you need to, you know, consider. And a lot of them are like, how deep is this lake? <laughs> then I'm like, girl, that you don't need to know how deep it is because you are not going to end up at the bottom. We are Hello? not. That is to be thinking about, but most of them they're like, well, how deep is it? And I'm like, oh boy, <laughs> I, I know where you're at. I understand it. But I think as we like um, avenues like this, Oshana, like sharing people's stories and making it more commonplace for people to know that it's an option and to see, you know, putting faces and names to to different, you know, avenues of the sport. That's just going to encourage more people. Because let me tell you, there the ladies that I have encountered, 
they have the skill set, right? They're out, some of them are already out here biking and running. Maybe the swimming is a challenge for them, but they're now in some swim lessons, you know, taking private lessons, thinking about taking private lessons. And we haven't even reached them. Like, I don't think I've even reached, you know, a, a small portion of just my circle of that. So can you imagine, you know, sharing this information and getting more ladies to have a, a healthy, active lifestyle that included being a triathlete, you know? And so for me, just having those three different sports, it means that, you know, year round, I'm usually doing something to stay active and to stay fit. And the fact that ladies are, and I share this with the ladies all the time, when they had the US triathlete trials here in Milwaukee, the fact that there were 80 and 90 year olds out here competing, don't tell me you too old. <laughs> don't tell me you too old, cause I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, when you're moving and you're continue to move, um, your body usually adjusts. So I'm hoping that, you know, I'm gonna be that hundred year old lady. <laughs> Or like the nun out here, you know, in my later years, you know, getting my child, you know, getting my iron girl, look, <laughs> getting my iron five-year-old doing my Iron Man finally. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. I promise I can sit and talk to you all day. I am just so thrilled. I don't think I said thrilled yet. Thrilled is my word. I'm just thrilled to have you and I've been doing this thing where I get to brag on people. And so in just a short year. I have to let you guys know all of what Nia has accomplished before we go into our rapid fire questions. All right, y'all, she's been doing some things with this book. Okay. And just in general, I am a triathlete, mind you, in just a little over a year, she started in 2020, 2020. Um, well, and that's the end of 2020, as a matter of fact, the end of 2020. So really uh, last year in 2021 was like the first full year of just promoting it and being in it. And just in that time, she has been honored nationally with seven literary awards and community impact acknowledgements from Best Indie Book Award, the 2020 Children's Book Award for Encouragement, Outspoken Women in Triathlon, meaning an outstanding media con contribution. Uh, the Milwaukee Treasure Award in 2021, the Next Generation Indie Award, where she got some coin for that, like some money, you know, uh, the 2021 Children Picture Award, the hashtag Own Voices, the Purple Dragonfly Award in 2021. She also did first place in exercise and fitness and first place in sports for Creative Child Award. Whew. I'm running out of breath saying all these things, wonderful things that she has done. And also the 2021 book of the year for kids book and the at the American uh, book festival. She's done so much because she is, we are, and I am a triathlete. So thank you, Nia, for all that you've done to move the needle forward in this sport and just globally and getting other women and children involved by sharing your story in a book form for others to hear and see. Mm -hmm. Now we've come to the part of uh, rapid fire questions where I'll just ask you some things that I ask guests. We started this in season one and just felt like it was really cool to continue on and move forward with it. So the first thing I want to ask you is what is your favorite post-workout food? Post-workout food. <laughs> Let me think. Oh, I'm, I'm bad. Um, my post-workout food, I would say, is um, on races. I really like me some chocolate. 
No, I don't need no dairy. <laughs> um, so I, I do like, um, you know, having some chocolate milk um, on races. And then I think for me, um, I am probably really bad. I'll, I'll have spaghetti or some pasta. <laughs> I know spaghetti is bad. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, what is two things that you carry on you at all times when you're at a triathlon or practicing? Like what is two things that you carry on you or won't leave home without? Um, usually I have my fitness watch. So usually, um, I'm tracking my fitness there cause I'm always trying to keep track of uh, my time and how I'm improving my heart rate, all important things. And then usually having some water. Um, usually that's important to me. Usually, um, I'm not a guzzler, but every once in a while, I just need to kind of um, make sure that I'm hydrated. So usually just my fitness tracker, some water, my phone is usually, I know you said too, but um, those are really um, the most important. How do you decompress? Oh, so um, I'm a I'm an explorer. I like to um, first. I'm, I'm a reader, so I like to sit and read. But I'm also fascinated by other people's stories. So you know, um, going you know and finding out on you know YouTube somebody's story and just hearing someone's um, inspiring story helps me. And it kind of inspires me to kind of push on. So, you know, one way is to kind of do some reading, um, oftentimes, oh, or yoga. I'm into yoga. So yoga is also a good way to decompress. So one of those three. Awesome. Because you read a lot, do you also enjoy audiobook or prefer just the actual tangible book? That's a good question. <laughs> um, I, touching the books are important. I love to like the feel of the pages. But for time's sake, um, having that audio audiobook, especially when I'm doing some track and speed workouts, I can put it in my ear and listen to the book. Or if I'm on a treadmill, if the weather's bad, um, the idea that I can multitask with an audiobook is just so great to me. So I think my preference would be the physical book, but that the fact that you know I can multitask with the audiobooks is just great. Okay. What has been your most significant athletic accomplishment? Ooh, significant. Um, the Chicago Marathon, for sure. Um, that took a lot of training. It took, uh, it, it, it took a mental challenge for me, to both physical and mental. And I can remember, you know, after I had trained, just really having all of this anxiety at the starting line. And just the thought that I wouldn't be able to do it, you know, that I wouldn't be able to accomplish it. And it just like, it, it overwhelms you. It kind of is chest heavy. And so I think that was a turning point for me because it, make, it made me see that I can train <laughs> and get it out there and do it and accomplish those things that I thought that I couldn't. So I always think back to that whenever I'm kind of getting nervous, even in the, in the everyday now, it's not, it's not a lot of things that I'm fearful of in that capacity because I'm doing that marathon and learning from the fact that I can trust my own skills and my own training. Um, and when I, and when I'm prepared, then I will succeed. And so that has been time and time again for me to, to see that. So it's given me the confidence on and off um, doing something athletic. Dope. I love it. The way that you overcame. So swimming is your jam. Now you love it. 
So I'm going to ask you, what's your favorite swim workout and where is your favorite place to swim these days? That's a challenge. So the swimming, so the place that I used to swim, um, now they've shut the pool down for COVID. Um, one of the places that's really close to me there is completely closed. Um, the Y used to offer it another location. You could use their card at the like a suburban location. They don't do that anymore. So swimming has been a challenge to get into the water. Um, but I do like, I'm part of Milwaukee Rec. Um, has programs now that have open swimming. And so um, believe it or not, some of the um, schools are offered, one of the local schools had offered um, open swim. And so here I was, you know, swimming, getting a chance to get my jam on and swimming. And um, I learned to flip turn, um, you know, I girl, yes, yes. Once I started taking adult lessons, and my teacher, hey, shout out to Wendy, my teacher, uh, my swim instructor. And um, she was one day after we had did like 500, whatever, it was, I was exhausted. And she was like, maybe you should learn how to flip turn. And I was like, I'm exhausted. Are we going to learn this right now? My braid is too full. And she's like, no, just try it. And since then, the fact that your girl learned how to flip turn and now flip turns in the pool, man, you can't tell me nothing. <laughs> I love it. I hear that song. Can't nobody tell me nothing. Okay. All right. <laughs> let's wrap this up because I'm sure that you have so many other, I mean, not better things to do than to talk to me, but you have other things to do. So what is your, who is your favorite artist? I love to find out who's people's favorite music artist is. Oh, music. Wow. So I'm a soulful girl. So I love me some Jill Scott. I love me some Erica Badu. You know, I wish, um, Lauren Hill would come with, come up with like her, you know, uh, many of that. But I'm pretty diverse in what I look. I put music, so you know, I could like if you listen to <laughs> what I play when I'm working out, especially on long workouts or long runs. She's like, "Girl, you all over the place, especially with your gospel and your gospel." I get a gospel rap in there too, but you know, usually I like the soulful stuff. Um, things that have meaning and words that are encouraging, um, because that's what I need to hear when I'm, you know, feeling like I'm on my leg, let, you know, leaving work at the strenuous day at work and then having to get out here, you know, um, and cycle or run or swim or whatever in environments that sometimes are not as safe and it's not as inviting. Um, the fact that you have something encouraging to listen to makes a difference. It does. And thank you for being an encourager to all of us and to those who will read your book. If you don't have the book, Nia, tell people where they can get your book. Oh, <laughs> right now you can get I Am a Triathlete on my, actually you can order it from niatheauthor.com, but it's also available in Target or at target.com walmart.com, barnesandnoble.com. Internationally, you can find it on amazon.com. But come to my webpage, niatheauthor.com and sign up for my newsletter because you'd be interested in some of the new books that I'm creating as well. Okay, and how can we find you on the social webs? Uh, I, so same thing. So you can find me on 
Facebook, our Instagram at Nia the Author, at Twitter, Nia the Author, and even on LinkedIn, Nia the Author. I'm there. Well, there you have it. Nia the Author everywhere. Thank you so much for being with us here on Try Beginner's Luck. And remember, when you try Beginner's Luck, you always win. Yes, you do. Thank you guys for tuning into this episode. Until next episode, I'm Mashonda and I am out. Peace. Thank you for tuning in and listening to this episode. We need your help so we can continue to try at TBL. So for more information on where you can find and subscribe to this podcast, visit www.trybeginnersluck.com. And don't forget, whenever you try beginner's luck, you always win.